Every day feels like a whirlwind at the moment. It doesn't seem that long ago to me, even though it's two years ago now, that I talked about how these draconian measures that were enacted under the, the lockdowns of 2020, 2021 would morph into other things in the future, what I was describing as a dystopian future, as we had other crises that happened later on, energy and food being the two main ones, also social unrest, but we'll get into the social unrest part in a video perhaps next week, maybe tomorrow if we have enough time on the walk and talk. But I've been focusing a lot lately on the energy and the food aspects because these are the two most pressing ones that I've been saying that you really need to prepare for. And some of you who have been with me for a long time now have are already well prepared. You've got your food stored, you bought before the inflation hit, you went out and you got the long life food that you needed to get. You've taken care of your energy, you've got your wood burners, you've you know, you've got your independence, energy independence, and you know how you're going to get through this dark winter as it's been described. But there's still a lot of people out there who either are in denial and they think the government is going to come to the rescue somehow and uh, this is all going to get better, or they just simply think that the world is going to go back to how it was in 2019. Now, it's quite clear to me and I think to a lot of other people that that just isn't going to happen. The world is not going to go back to how it was. And we're already now starting to see these dystopian, not utopian, changes being enacted. And I want to talk about one of them in particular today, but we're going to go through a lot of uh, different things. We're going to talk about energy and industry, and then I'm going to focus on food early next week. And although I've been focusing very heavily on Europe and the UK at the moment, Previously, I was focusing very heavily on the United States, um, Australia, Canada, and the like. It's simply because this is where it is accelerating the most. It's accelerating throughout the EU and the UK. These are the areas that are being hit the hardest right now. But that doesn't mean to say that Canada and the USA and Australia and the like are not going to be hit because I do believe that they are. All of these Western countries are following the same sort of playbook at the moment. And just to give you some statistics, currently in the USA, there's more than 20 million households that are now behind on paying their utility bills. That means they're either having financial difficulties or they're just refusing, like some Europeans, there are now some Americans, who are refusing to pay their utility bills. When you think that there's 120 million households in the USA and you've got 20 million now behind on their utility bills, that's kind of a big deal. Now, what else do we have? We're being told it's somewhere in the region of 8.5% inflation in the USA. Again, not accurate. And the reason they've changed these numbers and changed the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, or inflation, is because they don't want it to actually show the truth. If you went by the 70s metrics, inflation would be around 17% right now in the USA. So that is the metric I use. I look at it based on 17% inflation. And the UK is not much better than this. I don't think the UK inflation is anywhere near 10%. I think it's closer to 20%. And I think it's going to get a lot higher as we go through the next year. This new 
package of energy, helping whatever is being called now by the new prime minister is not a solution to the problem. It is only going to create more inflation and it's given the energy companies a get out of jail free card. And uh, just on that point, I wanna show you now how Swiss citizens, so these are people in Switzerland, can potentially have a prison sentence this winter if they heat their homes above 19 degrees Celsius or 60 degrees Fahrenheit. So here's the information on it. Swiss citizens who overheat their homes this winter could face hefty fines and three years in jail. New legislation covering Switzerland's energy supply will make heating homes to more than 19 degrees Celsius unlawful in the event of an energy shortage. In addition, hot water should not be heated to more than 60 degrees and portable electric heaters, saunas and heated swimming pools are prohibited. So what are the fines and penalties then? Well, it's daily, so this is not just a one-off fine, daily fines of up to 3,000 Swiss francs and up to three years in prison. So how much is 3,000 Swiss francs then? Well, in dollars, that is $3,088. That is potentially per day. And in British pounds, that's 2,684 British pounds. So this is serious money we're talking about here. And the irony of this is that the WHO, which so many countries have leaned on over the last two years, actually say that you shouldn't set your thermostat to below 20 degrees Celsius for children, the elderly, and those with existing health conditions. So let's have a look then at what the EU plan to do about this. We will propose a mandatory target for reducing electricity use at peak hours, and we will work very closely with the member states to achieve this. So what does she mean by that then? Well, there's a couple of key words there. Number one is mandatory. Uh, number two is reducing electricity usage. And the third thing is that they're going to work with a member state. So that means those countries within the European Union are going to be dictated to by the EU in order to adopt these policies. So I don't think it's just going to be Switzerland that has these laws put upon them. I think this is going to spread to more places. And like I said back in 2020, these measures that the public went along with when some of them simply didn't make sense around lockdowns set a precedent because people went along with a lot of these things. It's now set this precedent for more draconian measures in the future. Now, as I alluded to yesterday, one of the things that isn't being talked about by the mainstream media is that actually we have still been Europe, the UK, a lot of other countries even though they're saying around Russia and sending money to Russia and funding the war and the like, the fact of the matter is the money has still been going to Russia. Yes, it's been reducing and reducing, but that money has still been flowing to Russia this entire time. And not only that, it's just emerging at the moment, and I'm still waiting for full details on it, but it's just emerging now that a lot of the gas that everyone has been buying, a lot of the fuels and energy from China was actually Russian energy. So what happened was Russia would send it over to China, China would then import it and send it over to us. And apparently the politicians were aware of this, but they turned a blind eye to it because it wasn't in the best interests. So you've got to look at all these things and, and realize that a lot of it is just 
smoke and mirrors. And we learn this in the UK with the infamous lockdown party at number 10 Downing Street involving the Prime Minister and all the MPs. And I think there's one other thing that a lot of people are overlooking at the moment, and that is around the energy uh, which is affecting businesses. So yesterday I showed you that they're using candles now instead of lights, but there are other aspects, there are other business which will grind to a halt. Industry will grind to a halt. And that is, say, chemicals and metals. These businesses now across Europe have already, many of them started to close. Some of them have closed completely and they will not reopen again until such time as energy prices are lower. In fact, the German industry minister was just interviewed over the last few days and he was asked the, the question, is it likely that a lot of these large companies and industries are just going to go bankrupt? And you could see the answer was yes, but he didn't want to say it. He said, well, what will actually happen is they will be forced to, they'll have no choice but to simply close down until such time as energy is more readily available. But think about that logically. When will the energy be more readily available? Where are they going to just magic this energy up from? And this is why you're seeing in Germany at the moment huge protests because Germany has already reached what I talk about tipping point. So the German citizens now are uh, protesting in the street and they're saying open up the pipeline, you know, get the Nord Stream open, Nord Stream 2, get that pipeline open because they've reached that tipping point where the pain is so much now that they just want to get it open. They want to reverse course on the sanctions. And as you know, I know this isn't a popular point and many of you don't like when I say this, but I've been against the sanctions from day one. And me being against the sanctions is nothing to do with the morality and the war and everything going on. It is nothing to do with that. I said from day one when I did my own analysis, the sanctions will not work. They will be ineffective and we'll end up buying the energy anyway. So this is what I just want to be clear on my position on this because so many people misunderstand it. I did analysis. I knew that sanctions wouldn't work and they haven't worked. If anything, all they have done is made Russia and the ruble even stronger. Now, I've got nothing against the Russian people. I, I want to be clear on that. I have nothing against. I think it doesn't matter where you go in the world. People are the same. People are good people. It's, it tends to be leadership that often steer things in the wrong direction. But to simply just ban energy and not have a backup plan is, is dangerous. It's very, very dangerous. Because if you think about the, what I was talking about with the fertilizer plants and the, the amount of gas that they need to run these fertilizer plants, we've seen fertilizer output just plummet absolutely crash through the ground. And what do you think this is going to do to the crops? We're already losing a huge amounts of our crops across the world from flooding and drought. And then you put this fertilizer ban on top of it and you can't even make your own fertilizer. What do you think this is going to do to food next year in 23, in 24, 25? It's clear to me, unless there's some sort of intervention and you ramp up the production of fertilizers using all of this energy, there just isn't going to be enough food to go around. So it doesn't surprise me when I keep reading all these reports saying there is going to be a famine and not just a famine in certain countries, but a global famine. Now, I've mentioned this before. I don't necessarily think it's going to hit uh, rich Western countries in the same way that it will hit 
poorer countries, I think the developing nations and poorer countries are going to be absolutely wiped out by this. And I think that millions of people will die. That is my belief around it. Will that happen in rich Western countries? Uh, not necessarily. I don't, I don't think that because already what you're seeing is shipments of food that were meant to be going to certain developing nations have been diverted, completely morally wrong. But this is what's happened. It's been diverted to the richer Western countries because they've done deals behind closed doors. The world's largest fertilizer company, Yara, based in Norway, had announced a 50% cut to its ammonia-based urea and nitrogen fertilizer production in Europe, citing record high prices. And it's not just that. We have a $1.5 trillion potential collapse coming if the energy companies can't stay solvent. This is a Bloomberg article talking all about it. You have steel and metal plants just closing at a rapid rate as well. What do you think that's going to do to the economy? And only now, after all this time, I said the ECB should have raised rates, have they finally started to do it. But it's too late for them to start raising rates now. They are nowhere near where they need to be. They need to be at least 7 or 8% right now. And they're at 1.25%. Now, there's three rates, but just stick with, the, with this one. Just call this the base rate, 1.25%. You look at their inflation level, 9%, and it is running away. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Eurozone is in serious, serious trouble. The EU is imploding. And I think it's going to get a lot worse before it actually gets better. And the UK isn't that far behind either, nor is the United States. America, Canada, a lot of other Western nations are not far behind if they don't get a handle on all these situations. So thanks for watching today. I know it wasn't a positive uh, happy-go-lucky kind of video, but it, I think it is important for you to be updated with all of this and, and understand the severity of just what is going on, which is a lot of it is just being hidden from the public. So thank you so much for watching. Take care. God bless. I will see you tomorrow for the walk and talk.